This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. What is going on, everyone, and welcome back into another episode of Expected Bets for your daily NHL gambling podcast presented by the Odds Breakers. It's been a long off season, but we're finally back with the boys. Yeah, let's uh, let's introduce the rest of the crew. As you all know, Franco, how are we doing out there in Philly? Great, man. Great. I am ecstatic to get this going here. It's, it's exciting. Only less than a month away, and we're going to be back to hockey every day. Let's Every day, the, the grind's <laughs> going to be right back at it. Yeah, Betsky, yeah. how's the yeah. uh, Arizona summer coming to Oh, dude, it's been so bad. Oh, <laughs> we had, I heard on NPR today we had 54 days of 110 degrees or more, which nope. doubled doubled our old record. So it's been brutal. But oh my God. <laughs> once once September hits, uh, you know, we're, we're at like 100, 102 as a high and back in the 70s late at night and it's smooth sailing. <laughs> That's brutal. All right. We're going to start uh, the season preview off with the Pacific Division. We'll obviously have a weekly episode coming out, breaking down all four divisions. And then one final one where we talk about our cup contenders and give out a few picks for awards as well. But let's jump into this one. We'll start off with Anaheim here. Finished last, dead last in the NHL last season. Uh, lost its lottery draft for Bedard. Um, of course. Interesting team. So they only had 58 points last year. Went 23-47-12 and 12 as an overall record. They bring in a new head coach in uh, Greg Cronin, who replaced Dallas Eakins. Cronin's this is his first time as a head coaching job, so that's always something to look out for. Um I'll throw it to you here, Besky. I mean, we talked about this before the pod here. They bring in Kalorn. They bring in Gudis. When you look at this top six, it's not – you're not, like, wincing at it like we almost did a, kind of last year and the years before. It seems like a team that, while they may not be ready to compete fully, should be somewhat competitive this year. I, I'd have to agree. And I was I was kind of, uh, for lack of a better phrase, tooting their horns last year <laughs> <laughs> uh, and was just kind of shocked with how everything kind of the bomb just completely fell out for them. So I think we saw a team with that had a lot of toughness that lost a lot of it. Uh, you know, Mason got traded between uh, the last season, the previous one gets laugh retired. Um, who else did they lose? They lost somebody. I'm trying to think to, that was traded. Uh, Silverberg got traded, correct? No, he's still he's still there. He's still there. You're thinking, of he... You're thinking of Shattenkirk, right? Mm, not really. So I thought another forward got traded, but maybe it could be forgetting or not think about that correctly. But also uh, Jamie. 
the yeah. defenseman on the Bruins. I can't think of his name right now. No, you're thinking. Oh, Lindholm. Lindholm. Yeah. You know, arguably a guy who I yeah. thought was should have been like a top 10 defender last year. Yeah. yeah that guy. Yeah. That's his name. <laughs> uh, and and Jamie Drysdale was out, who looked really, really promising his rookie yeah. year. Yeah. So that was a big blow. And let's not forget, they finished 10th worse that year before all those trades happened or as those trades happened. And then, you know, fell back to the bottom. But here here we kind of have the Ducks locked and reloaded. Um, I, McTavish is going to be a year older. I thought he looked like a pretty decent two-way center. I'm not sure what the offensive upside is yet. Uh, looking at the, the daily face-off lines, I'm not too crazy with him being lined up with Ryan Strom and Klorn, but you never know. Maybe that clicks. Uh, and, of course, these are just, like, very out there uh yeah early predictions lines. right now so yeah. you never you never know what that will end up looking like uh leo carlson uh he was my number two i i really think he has a ton of potential uh fantilli looked great too obviously coming into this draft but i had a carlson as a little bit of an edge so i was i was pretty stoked to see how they uh they uh went for their guy and grabbed him second overall uh we can see what happens with drysdale when he comes back and uh I, they also added Labushkin, who was another great, big, beefy defender. So I think great, they're going to have... Great's a questionable word. Well, okay. He's a big, beefy <laughs> he's defender. Good. He's good. He's yeah, he's better than what they had. But yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's not pump his tires too much. Yeah. No, yeah. But I mean, I don't think people are going to be wanting to push this team around as much as they did last year. And I think that should help with the confidence for all these kids. Yeah, and I mean, they've had trade rumors circulating around Gibson, it feels like, for the past kind of year. And maybe if this team kind of does get going, it kind of he'll solidify his kind of spot and want to stay in Anaheim. But, I mean, who knows? Um, Frank, well, obviously, yeah. If Gibson wants to be traded, he's going to actually have to win some games, too. So, Well, I, I think, think the defensive kind core of a this win -win year is much improved than from last year. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, so, he, I mean, he he didn't look good last year, but the defense in front of him didn't, didn't help. So it's it's kind of, I mean, we we were tar targeting his over save prop constantly because it was mm -hmm. just ridiculous how many shots they were giving up. So if, yep. if you're you're talking about adding Gudis, who's a great shot blocking defenseman, Haig, who's a great shot blocking defenseman, the, these are guys that are while they're slow and not they're not going to really bring much on the offensive side of the, of, of the game. They're defensive defensemen. And with Labushkin as well, like like you said, teams aren't going to be just busting in the zone and and you know they're going to get hit when they get into the zone. They're they're not going to be as, as excited to go in the zone. They're going to be having shots blocked. So I like it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at their shots on goal against per game last year, thirty nine point one, which is the league's worst. And after that, Columbus averaged thirty five. So it's a four shot differential which is a pretty significant drop off you feel like in terms of the nhl over a span of 82 games um season total in terms of points here it's kind of interesting when looking at it so they had 58 last year currently on FanDuel right now it is listed at 67 and a half so they're projected to improve by about 10 points here I guess the big question is, do you think they made enough offseason additions and the impact of Cronin is deserve a, of 10 points? Or do you lean the under here again? I kind of want to lean the over here. I mean, I like the over points. only because of the other teams in the division, which we can get to later. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I, think they're going to be the worst team in this division. I don't know if they're going to be the third worst, unfortunately, but I, mean, I just, think, I just, I think that offense just looks, it looks better than what we've seen, right? They were 31st in offense last year, and I just, I don't see it. These, as as much hype as Zegris gets, he's 22 now. McTavish is 20 now. These guys are a year older. They, they kind of have, they got veterans around them. To, and maybe they take that step forward. You're bumping Vetrano and Silverberg to the third line, and if Carlson does make the team with them, I mean that's kind of exciting. They they have three lines that that look theoretically like they should have some talent, some some playmaking ability, some some shots. I, I think at least on paper right now, I, I can see some offense from this team. They they could be almost like that not very good team that that is able to actually score this year. Instead of and and maybe not give up as much either. So I I think they're going to be better. I, so I, I lean the year for it as well. Yeah, I mean you talk about a veteran presence too. Clarence, what two time Stanley Cup winner, and then Gudis was in the Stanley Cup last year. So if this young core kind of does need a kick in the ass here, a wake up call, what better than those two guys to kind of come in and be like, hey, if you guys want to be successful, this is kind of what it takes. So oddly enough, I think we're all pretty high on the Ducks this year. At least for this yeah. season total, which I guess I didn't really see coming. I got to be honest here. Um, no, <laughs> any other thoughts on the Ducks here? Or you guys ready to move on to Calgary? I mean, I think pretty much any coach over Eakin is an upgrade too. Uh, I mean, I think that guy's just should be more on special teams or or forward coach or defense coach. Um, and I I thought it was a testament to the tank that they kept him all season. So <laughs> I yeah, think, I think I really I don't see one spot that they didn't upgrade in. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. Um, all right, moving on to Calgary here. Missed the playoffs last year. Kind of an extreme <clears throat> disappointing system season, excuse me. I know we were all kind of high on them, too. Uh, obviously, the Huberto trade last year kind of take up with their team. Uh, we all thought kind of – we were wondering pretty much what how would Huberto fit into this kind of new role that he has in Calgary. He didn't. He struggled last year um, along with Kadri here. Huberto had 55 points. In 79 games, which was a drop off from the 115 he had the year before. And then even Kadri, too, had 56 points last year when he had 87 the year before. Um, they, another new coaching change here. They bring in Ryan Huska, um, who was with this team for a while here, five years. Jerome McGinley now becomes a special advisor to the new GM that they also brought in. Didn't make a ton of changes, I guess, in terms of the offseason. Uh, just re-signed uh, I, uh, Igor uh, Sharangovich. Sharangovich, yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, lost a few guys, but yeah, I'm curious to hear your thoughts here on this, Franco, on this uh, Calgary team and if they kind of can respond after a really down year last year. Well, I'll start with the fact that the, the departures here, right? So we got guys like Trevor Lewis, Lucic, Brett Ritchie, Nick Ritchie uh, <laughs> going. And it's to me, and, honestly, this is like almost like an addition by subtraction type of thing. Well, they did um, lose to Foley, though. Yeah, to Foley yeah, will hurt. I, I agree. So so to Foley is a loss that, that will hurt them for sure. But these guys, I mean, Lucic was getting second line minutes last year. On the <laughs> yeah. For, like no reason that I could imagine that this team has young talented players like Manjapani and Dubé. Like you're pushing them down the third and fourth line because you're giving Luch each time. Like, and, and Richie, like 
the hell's Welcome going to on? the mind of Dar- Daryl Sutter. I, yeah. I don't get it. So, like, maybe finally these guys can get some damn ice time, you know, and, and maybe. Did we lose Franco? We lost Franco, I think. Oh, no. Franco. Oh, no. In the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But but going off what Franco said, I, I kind of yeah. agree. I'll see if he pops back in here. I mm. mean, this team feels like, I mean, first of all, I want to start with Huska, the coach, too. So he's there for five years. Clearly saw Sutter's kind of blow up this team. And it seems like halfway through that season this year, he just lost the locker room. You yeah, heard every guy, agreed. kind of the guys departing and are like, He's, he doesn't deserve to be an NHL coach anymore, really. So I like I like the new coach, first of all. Goaltending is the issue here. Markstrom didn't have a great last year, kind of lost that starting role, had his worst season as a full-time forward or for full-time goaltender. Um, but again, it's just, I don't know. I, I kind of have a new, I have a good feeling about this team this year, find, kind of rebounding from last year. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, so um, I'm going to start by talking about the goaltending. I I think that's a pretty decent tandem still. And I, I'm in the mindset that players, no matter if you're a fourth liner or first liner or superstar or AHL like call-up guy, every single athlete or, or professional athlete has outlier years. You're going to have your worst year ever. You're going to have your best season ever. This always happens. We may have seen Huberdeau's best season ever two years ago in Florida. This may have been his worst season ever. And yeah. going back to the goaltending, I would not be surprised if this was Markstrom's worst. Last year was Markstrom's worst that we see. Um, yeah. Goalies particularly can rebound in just crazy ways. Like Gibson looks toast, right? But Gibson was an elite goalie a couple seasons ago. Would I be surprised? Even if he in the playoffs a... last year. Yeah, there. Where did that come from? Example. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bob coming back from the dead. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, no, I would not be surprised if Markstrom finds his groove again. Uh, that defense still looks great. I mean, that's got to be a top, probably at least a top ten unit in the league. And yeah, if... Hannafin, Anderson, Tanev, Weger. Yep. I mean, yeah. And, it, and and with the coaching change, I, th- I think it's what's needed. If if there's still a lot of stink on this team, will I be terribly surprised? Not not especially. Uh, and then I think at that point, they probably have a better idea if they need to blow it up. Uh, I also could see this being a playoff team. I don't know if it's a powerhouse, though, like they were two seasons ago when they were probably arguably the most fun team to bet on. And then they went to yeah. last year, the most frustrating team to bet on um, outside of maybe back one. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what the flames can put together. I'm excited to see them in a new system. I hope it's not a bunch of the same. I just can't foresee how it could be. Um, I'd love to see some of these names have bounced back seasons and you losing to fully hurts, but Sharon Govich is a nice piece to come back. Uh, I think he's more of a complimentary winger that should be able to put up some shots, score some goals, and he may be a really good line mate for somebody like Cooper do. So I don't know. I, this is the, probably the most fascinating team to me in this division. Yeah, I agree. And there's one other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Any uh, any other thoughts on uh, the Flames, Franco? I think we lost you there for a bit. 
Yeah, I don't know where you guys lost me. Um, I, one of the things I'm excited about is is um, the potential for them to have a goalie change here. Um, I think we've, mm. I think we know yeah. what we have in in Markstrom, right? Um, relatively inconsistent throughout his career, shows his flashes, streakiness, and looks good at times, and then just absolutely shits the bed, gives up a goal in the first shot of the game, type of type of bad. So, and Vladar is a backup goalie. I mean, he is what he is. So when when will they call him up? When will they call up um, Wolf? So he's. I was he just kind of so you know his stats are amazing. Yeah, I think he was like the top AHL goalie. So I was I was kind of pumping up uh, Markstrom's tires as kind of maybe last year was his outlier season, and we find his he kind of finds his groove back. But I think actually you helped solidify my what if he what if the wheels have fallen off that they they got somebody in the system that could be called up to, to kind of write the ship. So again, more, more fascinating kind of angles for this entire team. So. Yeah. And I, I think when it really comes down to it, like we were so high on this team last year, like I, mm-hmm. I think everybody was after what we saw, despite the losses of Goudreau and Kachuk. And I mean, was the struggles of Huberdeau and Kadri and a lot of these other guys too, that just kind of, tied to Sutter. I mean, yeah. it's, it seemed like everybody was stuck in neutral, you know, that Manjipani had a great season the year prior and looked lost at times. Same for Dubé. Um, the only like real consistent guys, even if you can call them that were Backlund and, and Lindholm. And even yep. still, they, they had their struggles. The blue line still looks good. You know, I, yeah, the top know. nine looks good. They're top yeah. four. The top know. nine looks great. I know. I mean, wh- you know, what, what has changed except for just the, like, Bitter Sutter. taste of last year. Yeah, I'm saying as far as our opinion on this team, yeah. right? Everybody's like, "Oh, well, pff, this team sucks now." Like, no, why? No. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like the over for their for their wins. I, I think this team returns back to the playoffs. I, I would really, really like to see them play Wolf at some point, even if he's the backup. That something's got to give, though. I, I don't think Markstrom's the guy. Um, I, I think we've seen enough from him. Yeah. What's, I, what's the win total again? Yeah. So, I mean, last year too, we were talking about this last year. I think their season total points was over is a hundred something. I think and it was this year. And a half yeah. Something. 103 and a half. And so they had 95 last year uh, or 93 last year. This year it's currently set at 94 and a half uh, on FanDuel. So they get one more win and they hit it. Wow. And I don't know. If, yeah. I, don't I absolutely love that. It. When, yeah. when you're talking, they, they they had 17 overtime losses last year, which is the most in the entire league. So, win one wow. one of those games, two of those games. There it is. There's there's your win total. So, but yeah, I'm I like them a lot. I also, um, I mean, we can talk about it more, but I also like Huska at 35 to one to win the Jack Adams if this team does put something together uh, and makes a little Western Conference playoff run. But I agree with you, Betsky. I I think they do make the playoffs, but in terms of being a complete contender, there's a lot up for debate in terms of yeah. what's actually there. Um, but I think they do make the playoffs. What are they to make the playoffs? So to make the playoffs, they are minus 180, which wow doesn't make that any sense. Something right there. Holy! And cow. their season total is only at 94 and a half. So yeah, I mean, if you that means if you hate this team, you you bet them under or to miss the playoffs. Plus if you like them, you bet, their, you bet their win total over and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. I mean, we'll move on to uh, their counterpart here, the Edmonton Oilers here. The Oilers uh, finished second in this division last year with 109 points here. Um, not many offseason additions here. They bring in Connor Brown, who played with McDavid and Erie. Um, Brown obviously suffered kind of a season-ending injury last year, so it'll be interesting to see how he returns to form and where he kind of <laughs> slides into that lineup, uh, per se. But uh, the only departure was Bukestrad. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean... Which they acquired it, at the deadline, so that was... Yeah, even... so, yeah. Um, they get a full year of Ekholm, too. Yep. Yep, that's true. Um, I, I mean... It seems like every year we just talk about their goaltending, though. Can they get yeah. depth scoring and can Jack Campbell kind of step up? Or Skinner. Yeah. And, I mean, Skinner was their number one for the majority of last season. Yeah. All right. I got a question. Out of kind of the goaltenders that came out of nowhere and put their – who weren't supposed to be the starters, right? Yeah. Stuart Skinner, um, Sammy in, in Toronto, Samsonov. Um, I feel like somebody in Jersey, <laughs> I don't even, I don't know who was supposed to be the starter, but yeah. one of those three people have kind of taken it over. Uh, who do you feel the most confident in? I mean, you could just leave this Skinner or Samson off in terms of taking over a number one role or like it, who, yeah, taking over who jumped up last year. Yeah. And becoming that number one for their team. Banasek is who I was thinking of or Schmid for, for Jersey. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think Skinner can be that guy. I, I think I think fatigue is is probably like a very real thing in goaltending, right? Like you're going from playing t- 10, 15, maybe 20 games max as a backup and to being that guy last year. I think he, the wheels just fell off on him last year. And I think maybe another year here. I, I like his future for this team. I, I know Oilers fans are probably a little down on him after everything was said and done last year, but the guy's young. Give him a chance. Let him let him get some more time in. I I, I think he's I think he's gonna be fine. And and Campbell as a backup is is can be decent. I, I think he could be better this year than he was last year as well. Yeah, I'd have to agree. So yep. with the big question mark being their goaltending, I, I, I do think that is still probably their weakest position. I mean, you look at the defensive pairings, we got, we still, they still kind of lack that true number one, but, you know, having a top four of Nurse, CC, Ekholm, and welcome to the NHL, yep. Evan Bouchard. I mean, he had a hell of a season and he signed for a very team friendly deal. So uh, I feel like this is, this is, Probably as good as this roster is going to look until the cap goes up. Um, I th- I think there's no way Ryan Nugent Hopkins puts up 100 plus points. No, that was, yeah. I mean, that was my next question too, is obviously they like to load up that top line and put Drysaddle and McDavid together. But I think if they want to take that next step, they're going to need both of those guys on the first and second line to provide scoring. And I don't know if it's there. I mean, we saw it last year in the playoffs too. Third period hits, they're down. And here comes the McDavid and Drysaddle show. And they pretty much get run into the ground for 13, 14 minutes. Yeah. yeah McDavid yeah. doesn't even leave the ice. It's no. crazy, yeah. man. I, it, I don't know how the hell he does it. It's the same questions every year with this Oilers team. And yep. they obviously, yeah, they've made it to the Western conference finals, but it's like, 
do they have enough to get over kind of that, that push? And I don't know if they do. They're a great team. I just don't know if they're going to be that cup team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they could easily win the division. It could easily make it to the Western next. conference finals. Yeah. yeah. Like second round of the playoffs, everything. But interesting fact too: the last two seasons in the playoffs, they, they were eliminated by the eventual Stanley cup champion. That's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I mean, they as much as we, we hate on them, right. We, we, yeah. we say, Oh man, they just can't get it done in the playoffs. And, all this stuff, McDavid and Drysdale. When are they going to break them up? Is always a story, right? Like, mm-hmm. but it's not like they're playing. They're they're playing losing to like these shitty teams in the playoffs. They're they're going against the teams that eventually win the cup. So, I mean, maybe this is the year that it's their turn. I, I don't know. I, that bottom six just scares me still. And agreed. And and in reality, like like I want to see Holloway moved up. You know, I I want to see Holloway on on yeah. the first or second line. Bump Nuge down to the third line. Give yourself a little bit more depth there, and give give the kid a chance, man. I mean, they they put him in for like three games, two games, and then he's just gone. And how do we know if he's good or not? How does anybody know? Yeah. Some of the, yeah, some I mean, of these teams just don't know what to do with these young young guys. I feel like, and yeah, they they don't want to give him enough of a run to actually give him a shot. Yeah. Is Connor Brown a sustainable first line? Winger? No. I don't think so. No. Is he is he better than Keller Yamamoto though? Probably. Yeah. For for the role he needs to play on that. That's yeah. that was the biggest issue with Yamamoto. I just yeah, feel str- like he struggled at times. He had injury issues too. So I mean Yeah, but yeah. he he you know, he needs to be the this one of the more skilled playmaker guys on his line and he's on in line with McDavid and <laughs> you kind of lose the role you're supposed to play when that type of, in that type of situation. So, I mean, I think that's why Hyman works so well on McDavid's line. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, Off the I, I top, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not convinced the depth there. Maybe they load up at the deadline again, cause they can get some, you know, contracts that aren't, aren't going to hit the cap as hard. Um, but I, I think the Oilers that we are seeing right now and the ones that we saw last year are pretty much the same. Uh, it's a great team. It's probably a top team in the league. I don't know if they're a top three, top four, but they're they're top, knocking on the door. Top ten team, you could argue top five, easy. maybe. But maybe, top maybe one right or two there at or five. Three. No. Eh, not, like, not quite there, no, but if everything goes right, they could go far. Yeah. I think I think the problem is that, that we're calling them a team, right? Like – yeah. I, I get it. Like we, I don't want to discount these, the, the third and fourth line and just say these guys are absolute bums and don't deserve a place in the NHL and all that stuff. But like the sum of those two lines is just like, they, I don't know, man. Yeah. They, there's, there's those moments was, during the season where they have those stretches where yeah. McLeod scoring a game, a couple games in a row. And, but I mean, in reality, these, these guys, this should not be a third and fourth line for a contending team. The only reason they are a contending team is because of the, those top two lines and they are damn good. And that power play is still going to be incredible. Yeah. So yeah. No, nothing's going to change there. So no. And they, and they have a solid top four uh, in their, and the blue line too. So yeah. that was the most respectful way of saying, some of these guys shouldn't be in the NHL, even though you said, I'm, I don't want to say that. Well, like, well, like it's, not, it's not even that. It's it's like like they could be a piece on a third or fourth line. Yeah, 
they should be on the third or fourth line. Like it's brutal. Man. No, like, yeah, the drop off between their top yeah. two lines and their third and fourth line could be the biggest in the NHL. Yeah. It just hurt, it just hurts my head looking at it every yeah. time I see it, and it's it's like it hasn't changed in like three years. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? I know that they don't have the room, and it is what it is. But I don't know. I, yeah. I, I like the addition of Ekholm last year. I think that the defense is a lot better than what we saw. So I think that does help. And he's going to be there for another year in the system. And maybe he can, yeah. you know, they, they picked him up towards the end of the year last year. So he so was maybe, solid for him. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I yeah. think he could be better than he was. Like, I, I, I do. I think he's a hell of a player. So maybe he takes another step as well. So agreed. All right. So they had 109 points last year. Their season total this year is set at. So on DraftKings, it's set at one, 106 and a half. On FanDuel, it's set at 104 and a half. At 106, I wouldn't say a bit, but 104, I don't think this team's really dropped off at all. And I get we're saying a lot of overs here, but I, it's not definitely one of my picks, but I lean over again for this team. I don't, I, I don't think I do. One, one, the division's much tougher this year. That's yeah. So if we're talking yeah. about them losing an extra game or two to miss that mark, but they still That's make the playoffs, true. I could see that happening. Yeah. I could see them. I could see them winning the division with 103 points. Um, the other thing of why I will not take that over with this team is if Drysdale or McDavid goes down for oh, and of course you could say this about many teams. But this team, especially if they lose one of those two guys for a good amount of time, see you later, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I I, I agree. I I mean, McDavid, that was his first. Well, no, I guess he's had a couple other 82 game seasons, but that's his first 82 game season since 2017, 2018. So, and I know he played 80 the year prior, so I'm not trying to discount that. But like you said, the, the drop off is so steep with this team. Yeah, that if they lose either of those guys, it it yeah. I I don't want to I don't want to bet this either way. No. Yeah. No. I, could, I haven't. They, it's not. They could smash. They could means. smash that over. They could absolutely smash. Absolutely. It but injuries happen. Even if he misses ten games, that hurts this team. He had 153 points last year. What do you think his season total set at this year? It's something dumb, and he's also dead. 154 points. Saying it out loud is just so fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. In, in, this, in this NHL, it's insane. Yeah, we haven't seen anybody put up that kind of points, and it feels like forever. Yeah, uh, I, is, I would bet the it, under uh, if it's high. <laughs> is it one one fifty eight? One thirty seven and a oh. half. Huh. Which again, like Franco said, is. Injuries out ten games. I mean, he played eighty games the year prior and had one hundred and twenty three points. So, yeah. What do you think Drysaddle is? He had one hundred and twenty eight points last year. One oh one oh seven. One twelve. One sixteen and a half. So, crazy lines even just put out there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, Moving along here to the Kings here, obviously made a big trade uh, acquiring Pierre-Luc Dubois from the Jets, but did trade away a few kind of depth pieces that I thought were pretty solid. Uh, I follow Kapari, Velarde gone, um, and they lost a few other guys as well as Corpusalo, Anderson. Um, Jersey. 
Yep, Dursey, uh, McEwen. Besides Dubois, I guess they, they bring in England. Um, Talbot is a backup role, and then uh, David Riddick as well. I got to say, I mean, again, a good team. Is Dubois the answer to all their problems? Personally, I don't think so. I'm not very high on this team at all this year. I think trading away those three depth pieces was just an idiotic decision. I thought they were all great players for them last year, contributed very well in the second and third lines, even the first at some times. I don't like it. And then even you look at their goalie <laughs> situation, Copley and Talbot. Yeah. Is that a better duo than Edmonton, like even Calgary? No. 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 It's no, it's worse. I, it's interesting, too. I mean, so I guess, yeah, Brett, any thoughts on this team? Like, I, I'm not high on the Kings at all this year. When they acquired PLD, I was very high on them. Um, I do think they lost a lot of depth. But when you look up and down this lineup, I mean, would you rather have Kaliev on your second line or Velarde? I would probably take Velarde, but Velarde was injured quite a bit, and Kaliev's younger, and he could put up the same amount of points as Velarde. Would you rather have uh, Kapari or or, or Denald as your third-line center? I'd rather have Denald. I know that. I mean, this was a deep team to begin with, so they – and they added Trevor Lewis again, right? Yeah, yeah, he's back. So they, they were a deep team to begin with, and I don't really think they lost uh, enough to really worry me um, by making that trade. And I think they they got the obviously the best piece out of that trade was PLD. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think he's going to be a really good center for them, and I think he is going to help kind of bridge as Kopitar gets slower and a little bit older and maybe Field has to kind of take over as second center. I, I think it's a really smart move for the, the full transition of this team. Um, I think the blue line looks good. I, I, I really like Jersey. I'm actually kind of high on him as far as a power play specialist, but we see this all the time with playoff teams is th- those type of role players on defense really kind of take a step back outside of a guy like Bouchard and, and you kind of need more gritty guys. So uh, having Gavrik or Gavrikov for the full season should be great. And then they are adding potentially one of the best defensive prospects uh, in the league with Brant Clark to that lineup if he makes the team, which could really be interesting to have a to true over Jersey. Yeah. yeah, or to replace Jersey, right? Yeah. So he I could mean, he could be quarterback in the top power play. I mean, th- th- it could be a game changer for them. What are is they doing on goaltending, though? though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is this defensive core good enough to hold up the poor goaltending that they do have? I I am shocked that they didn't get Corpusalo signed up. Uh, I, I am shocked they didn't make more moves. Again, I, I was borderline thinking this was a cup contender team before this offseason started wrapping up because I thought for sure they were going to figure something out for their goalie situation. But I think, Franco, you and I were both just waiting for Copley to just completely crash last year, and it didn't happen. But this is like a – this is an AHL – career AHL guy. We've seen this happen before where these goalies uh, – Mike Smith 
uh, have kind of phenomenal seasons. And then they just kind of return back to that, like regression to the means. And again, we're talking about it for Markstrom, like these outlier years. I, I would much rather bet that Phoenix Copley just had his best career year ever than yep. uh, assume that he is going to be a true number one goaltender for this team. And then Cal Cam Talbot, he's had up and downs. He's been injured a ton. <laughs> That's not he's the guy. No I want back. Cal- he's a, he's like a career backup too. Like he's had his flashes. He's like thirty six. Why are why oh are we my treating, gosh what <laughs> why are we treating Cam Talbot like he's a starting goalie in this in this league still, man? I don't know. Like, he had one good season. And, and, like, come on, man. The new narrative now is his reunite as a reunion with Todd McClellan is going to benefit him. <laughs> he's thirty six. He's not a starting goaltender. Wow. If Copley shits the bed, they're in deep, deep trouble. And we saw them last year have goalie issues from the get-go. And we said, how are they going to address him? And they addressed him, bringing Corpus Allo. And and lucking out that Copley could keep up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If that happens happens again this year and Copley's not their guy, it's going to be the same story as last year. I, I agree. And the craziest thing to me is this is their window because Kopitar and Dowdy aren't getting any younger, obviously. And you got to think this has got to be probably their last really good year as as a players, right? I, I feel like I keep waiting for the decline to happen. I feel like next season. Too, like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like next season is when the, the, it's going to start hitting. And again, that's why I think that PLD pickup was really smart because it'll help that transition. But I well, just, also you got to move on from those guys too. I mean, you can't totally, keep, you can't keep extending them. You know, there, there's a point where you're like, all right, like enough's enough guys. We love you. Everything you've done for this team over the years, but. Now, if they fix, if they pick up a goaltender mid season, watch out. Yeah, I I mean personally, I I, I don't can, know what their caps have. These these goalies are absolutely brutal. You you had the guy in house Corpusalo who did damn well for them in the playoffs and to, to end the season. I I remember we we had an episode like a month or you know uh, towards the end of the season where before they kind of sh- really got into that playoff positioning where I think they were negative seventeen or something like that for goal differential and we were laughing at how how the hell this team was even in the playoff picture and yeah. they acquired Corpus Allo and they completely turned everything around. You know, Cal Peterson was brutal for them to start the year. Quick was bad. Um, and they just did a complete overhaul. They, they, they waved Peterson. They sent him down the AHL. They, they traded quick. They, they just got better. And, and now you're going to bring in these guys. Like you guys learn nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, so yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I like their blue line still. It still looks good. They're obviously question marks starting no. and, and Bjorn foot at, at the, on that third pair. But I mean, this forward group is still awesome. This team's going to score a ton of goals. Still. They're still going to be fun as hell to watch. They're still very deep. Like you said, um, despite losing those forwards, I, I think the main thing we got to consider here is, is why, has PLD been traded now twice in the last two years? Is this guy just a cancer in the locker room? 
is he going to ruin this team or, or is the veteran leadership strong enough there? Is, I mean, is, is Kopitar and Dowdy, are those guys, do they have enough of a voice still being as old as they are? And this team kind of transitioning, like you said, it, are they going to bend the ear of this guy who, who seems to be on his way out everywhere he goes? I, I think yeah. that's a lot more of a situation. I mean, he got drafted by Columbus and got traded to Winnipeg for uh, Patrick Lane. And I, I think he was just kind of stuck in two spots he didn't want to be in. The guy has a pine, uh, uh, palm tree tattoo, so I think he may like the, uh, the climate a little bit better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you could be right, but uh, I, I think we'll th- this will be a time will tell situation. But I mean, worst case scenario, Kopitar is thirty five right now. He's led this team in points for the last six seasons. If he wow. starts off slow, Dubois doesn't get going, and they have issues goaltending. I mean, this team obviously c- could play great, and are certainly going to be a playoff team, or it could, I feel like, just blow up in their face. Yep, I they have depth, but like. Again, like, is Dowdy and Kopitar going to be there in two years from now? And they have no one that takes over. If Dubois is not going to be that guy, is Byfield going to step up? I mean, it's going to be an interesting team to watch for the next few years. Byfield, In terms man, of how that like, transition goes. He's got to step up. Byfield's got to step up at some point. He, he, he's he got to. I've, I've seen nothing from him so far. No. Yeah, big, big, big players take a little bit longer. So I, I still have a lot of... Yeah, I, I think he'll be I think he can do it. It's just But I agree. It's the 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 clock is ticking now. Now the clock is ticking. This team has a lot of questions at the end of the season, which should be interesting. Um last year they had hundred and four points. This year their season total is set at hundred and point five. So Thoughts on their point total this year. So they had 104 last year. Season total this year is at 100.5. I go, I'll under, the, I'll go under. I'll go under. To make the playoffs, no. Plus oh, 300. Make, they'll make plus 300 for now. Now they'll they'll make the playoffs. They'll make a move for goaltending if they need to. I was just looking at their cap. They they only have 2.5 million <laughs> locked up in their goaltenders. Trevor Moore makes 4.5 though. So if, if they want to trade some nice picks and, and dump Trevor Moore's contract onto a, a rebuilding team and get a cheap goaltender back or, or even trade uh, uh, Copley or, or Talbot to that team to free up a spot for a goalie, I think they can, but. Are the Utes going to trade Vimelka? I mean, that, that would be, uh, that's, Right away when I, you said it, that, it, that it makes I know say I, that's exactly what I would think too. And I thought I thought a lot of people thought Chikrin and Vimelka were going to go to L.A. for Brent Clark. Uh, that was the big rumor yeah. back around the deadline. But um, it, it, Not, it would make a lot of sense. But when we get to the Coyotes and when we do the Central one, I'll talk about why I'm not convinced that will happen. But never know. Yeah, that that'd be a good fit. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on here. San Jose Sharks here last year. They finished seventh in this division with 60 points. Um, made a bit of a splash this offseason here. Um, <laughs> no pun intended there. Uh, picked up Duclair, Rada, Hoffman, Grandland. Um, obviously, Eric Carlson on low, which I think that was their dream. Is he 
he has that type of year, 101 points, uh, wins the Norris, and they can just yeah. ship him off. And again, when we get to Pittsburgh too, it feels like they their window keeps closing in every year. And they this is really kind of their time. last push. Um, like they got a freaking blue pill chew. <laughs> Just keep on extending it. Yeah. They also bring in uh, Mackenzie Blackwood as well. Um, interesting team uh, for you, San Jose. You mentioned you, your little. Uh, I want. I'm I high on him this year. I need to pitch. Okay. pitch. Go for it. Sell me. Yeah. So they get. Obviously, they had two injuries last year to their, uh, I think, two big guys in uh, Kunin and Barbanov. They'll get those two guys back there um, in terms of their lineup. Duclair, Hoffman, Granlund strengthened their offense significantly. Uh, Zadina, who was the sixth overall pick in 2018, struggled with Detroit. This is his second chance pretty much now where it's either he's in or he's back to the KHL pretty much. Yeah. Um, I like him. The prospect pool is great, like pretty solid uh, with Eklund and Will Smith as well. So they have guys that they can rotate into that cast uh, up front goaltending that's again which seems like it's the theme of the day here uh between capo and blackwood blackwood obviously kind of has a bunch of health issues but when he was healthy he was much better than anyone they had on this team last year i think the four goalies that were on this roster were 30th in goals against average and 32nd in save percentage last year which obviously was kind of a overall factor of their team here, but I think this team's improved. And I mean, I never thought we'd be high on the ducks, but I'm looking at their lineup right now of Barbanov, Hurdle, Kunin, Hoffman, Couture, Duclair, Couture, obviously getting up there in age, but I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate this team that much. And they had 60 points last year. Your season win total set at what sixty five, so they need to win three more games than last year. And I think the off season additions, if Blackwood stays healthy, I think they win three more games than last year. I don't think this division's really gotten stronger in terms of kind of the other teams in the Pacific. So big, go, big go if on that. Go. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yes. Big, Uppercase. Big, big yeah. Blackwood, man. I mean, like. And I, and I don't even – is he even still good? He's had so many injuries. You know, when when does it reach that point where where he does finally play some games and he's just not good anymore? You, you, you reach a point, especially goalies, being having to be so flexible. And it, it just scares me. The, this team, I mean, the, the, the defense doesn't have, like, a solid puck-moving defenseman at all. They're all, like – shot blocking stay at home type defenseman losing Carlson and his like thousand points last year obviously isn't going to help create offense. I, I agree that I like this forward group. Honestly, I, I think, I mean, minus Granlin, who I think is probably toast at this point. Um, I don't think he really brings anything. I, I kind of wish they would just like not have him on the team and let one of the kids come up. But I mean, I like the other additions. I like Hoffman. I like Duclair. I like Zadina with with that chance for a bounce back. And um, Conan and Zetterlin look good as well. Um, you know, getting getting a, a full season here. So I, I think this team is going to score goals to an extent. 
I worry that the blue line is not going to help them create goals. So that kind of gives like a negative tick against that offense. And I just, I, the goaltending is just brutal when, when all said and done, I, I just, I don't see it. And unless Blackwood really rebounds, stays healthy and looks like that guy, like you said, I just, I don't think that that's a reality here. Yeah. I, that line's tight, uh, that, that point line or season point total, but probably lean the under here. Um, cause with some of the young guns coming up, yeah, I'd like to see Eklund make this lineup. Uh, Zadina is still a big question mark though. I mean, talk about a, the clock huge question situation. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this may be a situation where it's kind of getting to play a little bit more loose. They're not really going to be concerned with wins yet. Um, so Zadina may be able to get some more minutes, get some more power play time, get to do, play his game. Maybe he finds it finally, but, uh, you never know here. Uh, Will Smith is committed to uh, Boston College, too, so we won't yeah. be able to see him until after their season ends, and that may be only the last couple games of the year um, if they make the playoffs and go to the Frozen Four. So BC's roster is loaded this year. It is. So I, I imagine they're uh, got to be one of the favorites, if not the favorites. Yeah. So I don't see where the help's coming up quite yet. What I – what I really do like, though, as far as this team long-term is they're finally out of those contracts, the boat anchor contracts. Yep. And now they can really, truly start this rebuild properly. I mean, I know they already are in the rebuild. They had a top four pick last year. Um, but without having – I mean, they couldn't take bad contracts back. They couldn't take – uh, to get more picks. They couldn't make kind of tanky moves where you still are able to acquire more uh, futures by taking on bad contracts or, or taking on guys and just dumping them into your AHL team. Um, they're finally in that spot where they can give kids better minutes and stuff because they have made those roster holes finally. So uh, moving forward, I, I think this is probably going to be another really low year for this team. But after this season, this is where you're going to probably start to see pieces starting to come together too, which will be interesting. And I, yeah. I think they have the, the, they should want to let these young guys play. Yeah. I, I kind of don't like the moves they made this off season because they, they're blocking them, right? Like I didn't do Claire Hoffman's Adina prevents you from playing Eklund and Bordalo. And, and seeing what these guys have. And, and mm-hmm. I, frankly, like playing them, giving them NHL top line minutes and still losing games to be able to get a top five pick. And I, I know like that's not what anyone wants to see and we're tanking and all that fun BS. But like this team needs a top pick. To, yeah. If you add another guy to Will Smith, three years from now, this team could be damn good. All those, all those contracts are going to be gone. Vlasic and the buyout for Martin Jones is almost over. It's just like crazy to think, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think if I'm a Sharks fan, I, I want to, I want to wait a couple more years and I want, I want this team to, I want to see what these guys have. Yeah. I, I agree with your point though, of trying to like the offseason additions don't make sense. If you have all that young talent, it sounds like though, like Mike Greer and the GM, and basically the owner are kind of going in the opposite direction of saying, Hey, we at least need to start putting a better product on the ice than we did last year in terms of at least 
being somewhat competitive in these games. Damn. You know, I don't know. How many points did the Ducks have last year? They're in the 50s. That's kind of where I see this team, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is that all those guys they added have one year left on their contract. Yep. So you got like LeBanc, Hoffman, Duclair. um, Granlund. Yeah, it looks like an expansion team. Yeah. So Granlund has two years left. Oh, my God. He's making five million. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he he looked completely toast last year in Pittsburgh at the, when they when they acquired him. I did not understand that addition at all. But whatever, that's that he's gone now. But yeah, yeah I don't I don't get it. I, he's he doesn't look like he's anything left. He used to be so good, man. This is a damn shame. Yeah. All right, moving on to Seattle here, uh, fourth in the. Uh, Pacific Division last year, the 100 points, their season total this wow. year is set at 94 and a half. Whoa. Um, That's a little bit different than last yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what was their win total or their uh, their number at last year, like 67 or something like that? No, I think it was. I want to say 80s. I think yeah, 80s. Yeah. I think we all were on the under. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, this it's, this team still confuses me. I mean, Franco, this seems like this is your second favorite team at this rate. So <laughs> yeah, no. I guess I a lot of departures, that. though. A um, <laughs> lot of departures. And, I mean, they brought in Yamamoto um, and Dumoulin. But, um, yeah, not kind of a similar team to what they had last year, really. And I guess, do you trust Grubauer running him back? Obviously, he was well, played well in the playoffs, but... Can he put together a full season? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The the goaltending still remains a question mark for this team. As Martin Jones is out now, and and Dreger might be healthy now. I guess um, coming back. Um, the the replacements seem similar to like for like type of things. You know, Donato sprung, gone. Adding Yamamoto and Belmar. I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't love. Like I, I felt like Sprung and Donato and Geeky as well were were like spark plug type guys that yeah. that didn't play every single game, but like it was almost like uh, Hackstall had like the pulse of those guys, and it was just like one night Sprung was in, the next night Donato was in, and Donato would go on like a three game goal scoring streak, and Geeky would chip in, and I, I don't know. So I, I wonder the, these guys are all guys you don't even want to talk about as far as being like NHL stars or anything like that. But th- this was a team that was like there, there's some of their parts and, the, and chemistry was just so worked so well last year. And I, I don't know if, if it's going to be the same thing. I, I kind of, I don't know if I want to be down on them or, or think that because the younger guys are getting another year in and there's more chemistry then they could be better as well. Um, you know, we we got these bad teams in this division too that they'll continue to beat up on. I still think this offense is going to be good. Um, the blue line still looks pretty damn good. I, I think. Dude Are they a, a cup contender? Position. I I think they need goal t- they need goaltending and I, I think I mean, they need more scoring too up front. To be yeah, honest, yeah. I mean, I mean, so Burakovsky, they lost like a nice chunk of the season from him. He was damn good in the beginning of the year for them. That was a big loss. If he's healthy, which is a big if, I guess. Yeah, they look a little better. Um, does Shane Wright make this roster? 
What is, is he, he fit? Just, it's like I, they have too many people. I know. know. Again, like a team that kind of <laughs> added guys, like you add a guy like Belmar that's, you know, is pure shutdown, doesn't bring anything offensively. Which is fine. I mean, they they need a little bit more defense on their on their bottom lines. But this team was a team that could score from all four lines last year, and yeah. that was what made them so exciting. And uh, I guess they still kind of have it, adding ten, yeah. uh, Yamamoto to Tanev on that that fourth line. But I don't know. I, I kind of would like to shoot, see right there instead of Belmar, personally. But I I don't know where he is. I mentally um, and just whatever. I mean, I, he's been. Just kill his confidence. Him. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, but what do you do? Like, is, can you really put him on the second line of this team? No, no. He's yeah. only nineteen still. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, so, is. like, I, I guess, I mean, in terms of like number four pick, you're like, hey, he's kind of a bust. He's still nineteen. Like, either he returns the O this year. That I don't think he can play in the HL. That says right he here. Can't. Yeah, unless they, um, they're gonna Ron Francis will seek an exemption. To allow Wright to go to the HL, I, so I don't, I don't which, understand how he I don't do understand that. that either. Last year, yeah. last year was some loophole with the world world juniors and whatnot, where he didn't have to go all the way back down to the OHL for, but he did eventually. Yeah, he was on the he got traded in the O. He, he was with he, the he Golden Knights for, or the uh, London Knights for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, so he essentially played every NHL game he could. Before before it kicks uh full it takes a ELC year off, then they they found this loophole where because they I believe they weren't playing him every game so he was like on the team for way more than nine games but he only played eight or whatever the limit is. Then they had this loophole where it was so close to World Juniors and that he was invited to World Juniors that he was allowed to kind of bridge the t- period between his NHL stint to world juniors in, in the AHL. So yeah. he got to play all that out. And then after world juniors, he had to go back to, to uh, Canadian juniors. And, and this year I don't, I mean, unless they do it again, but yeah, I, I mean, the kid needs playing time somewhere and he's too yeah. good for the, he's too good for juniors. He was great in the OHL, too, even when he moved to the London Knights. You just saw highlight clips of him all night, like two to three goals, it felt like. Um, it's, it's almost like this team needs to do, like, a two-for-one deal type. Like, clear out, clear out some of these guys. Like, they're all good, but, like, just to get this kid in there. and I, I, I Or know. trade him and let him develop on another team if you're yeah. not – yeah, yeah, I mean – then this team's just yeah, because a lot of these guys are these years. a lot of these guys are vets too. Like yeah. eventually, Eberly and Burakovsky and Schwartz, they're they're gonna move on, you know. So they're not gonna be there forever. I still think this team's good. I still think this team can score. I like their blue line overall. I don't I don't think Susie the Doomlin is that big of a drop. So I, I got it. There's a great upcoming capper uh, at Kevit Kev's bets. Kev bets. Yeah, Kev yeah. Bets. He's awesome. Yeah. Um. He's he's kind of or there's Kev Betts and then sorry it is Kevin Betts. Kev oh, Betts no. is a boy from Arizona over here too. Yeah, as I say, I know Kev Betts. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you get, give him a follow. And then there's another guy called Kevin Betts who's great too up into the Toronto area. Uh, he's really high on Dunn. Uh, sneaky Norris pick because if this like guy that. can put up if this guy can put up a like Carlson point like season, which we may have just seen the coming out. 
party for him this year. I mean, watch out. But, you know, you're probably getting really good odds on it. I definitely wouldn't lay a full unit on it or anything. But one of those ones to kind of maybe keep in the back of your mind, see what see what you can get it at, maybe see how the season starts for him. I'm going to sprinkle that right now. Nice. I, I didn't really, like, think about it, but now you say it. Seven, 70 to one. I, wow, I mean, yeah. The, the guy was putting up a point almost every single game for like that long stretch run. And then yeah. he kind of just like faded for a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you, you have another year of these guys together, but yep. another year's another year older. He's, he's got to have all the confidence in the world now. I agree. And I don't think Dunn was really like a top pairing guy for the like first quarter of the season last year. Yeah. So he kind of like slowly yeah. developed into this point per game defender. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some great odds on the Norris too. Looking at it, like obviously if you're a car and Fox up there, but going down the list, there's a bunch of guys that kind of warn at least to pick even at that 70 to one range. And then even that hundred to one range too, you see some guys that you, you can really kind of jump on. So we'll have to dive into that um, on kind of the last episode of going through each award. Um are you guys leaning over or under in terms of their season total points here at 94 what, what was and a half? 94 and a half. 94 and a half. They had 100 last year. What's the make or miss the playoffs? Minus 150, yes. No, plus 120. So this is the only team right now. I mean, looking at it here, um, that their point total has really like shot down. This is the largest... Yeah, I I see 90, 90 and a half on uh, FanDuel right now. Whoa! That, oh man, that I feel a lot better about the ninety four and a half. Ninety four and a half. Yeah, so DraftKings is ninety four yeah. and a half. FanDuel has ninety and a half. I think I, I, take, I like I take the I like over the, on ninety and a half, and then maybe the under on ninety four. I I kind of like the miss middle the playoffs, but but I've been just getting. See the Kraken have just been whipping me for all these. I don't get this team at all. Yeah, they, this team terrorizes me. I know. So. I think. I think you just do the same thing. I did. I. I mean, I did a ton last year. Just bet their team total over, especially in like negative matchups where where it looks like they're gonna get smashed or shut down. <laughs> yeah. Like they they were one and a half on so many games, and it's just like seriously on the road last year especially too. On the road, especially phenomenal. On the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, two teams to go here. We got Vancouver up next year, sixth last year in the Pacific, 83 points. Team total points this year, 88 and a half. Um, they bring in a few guys, Cole, Suter, Susie, obviously unload. Uh, Ekman Larson, buy out his contract. Um, mm-hmm. Bring in Delia, Burroughs, Dermont. Full season of Honrick because they acquired him at the deadline. Yep. The full season of Tockett that they picked up halfway through the year. Could be I mean, bad, could be he, good. Never know. Yeah, I mean, he, they the Canucks were better under him. They were 20, 12, and four. Mm-hmm. Um, missed the playoffs for the third straight season here. Again, just don't love this team. I, uh, all right, I, I was kind of high on this team going into the, the, the UFA period hoping that after they bought at OEL, I was really hoping they were going to shore up that defense a little bit more. I really love the Susie pick. 
uh, speaking of Kraken, that's a that's a hell of a guy to lose. I mean, that's a nice kind of bottom pairing guy. Is very defensive minded. That uh, he can definitely help keep pucks out of net. Um, I overall like this blue line a lot better. I'm still hoping to see them add one more piece to it. But uh, that top four just on the daily face off looks fairly decent. You got a nice mix of offensive guys and really defensive defensemen. You know what? really gets me shy about this whole thing because i was really kind of hoping maybe they'd add one more forward maybe the whole thing clicks a little bit more those Elias Pettersson quotes about how he wants this team to perform really well or he may be out that scares me yeah yeah that makes me think if this goes south early you may have some really unmotivated players. And I thought there may have been some locker room issues last year. Or was that the Jets? I know the Jets did actually, but I thought there was maybe some in Vancouver too, uh, maybe specifically around Garland and Noel. Yeah, I think I think the rumors picked up when you had the Boudreaux rumors mm-hmm. circulating as well. And I think there's a few uh, pieces out there that kind of highlighted the uh, – the mess that was going on in Vancouver in general. And I mean, Bosser's been on the trade, like trade rumors for two years now. Uh, I don't have, I don't have the most faith in Tockett, but I do think Demko stay healthy. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, but if he does, yeah, they ran him into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But shit, if he does, they may have the best goaltender in the division. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous to think about. Yeah, I mean. to even hear. Yeah. Yeah. They got Tanner I mean, Pearson on IR still, looks like, and, and Poolman on IR. Yeah. Their PK Poolman was awful last year, but they did bring in a few of those forwards um, that should help. And even the, the few defensemen that they did bring in as well. I mean, Cole, Susie, and then Bluger and Suter. I mean, they're better PK guys when they had. They're pretty defensive-minded forwards, um, especially up there. So I think that kind of assures up this. But I don't know. I think this is the biggest dark horse of of the division. The, yeah, I agree. This team, this team could go yeah. fully the uh, one way or the other. Yeah, like they could be a playoff team, and they could be the worst team in the division. I I think honestly, like I'm leaning more towards them being at the bottom um, with with San Jose. I, th- I think San Jose is the worst team in the division, but I think they're right there. I kind of want to put Anaheim ahead of them just because I, I, I feel like the future is brighter for Anaheim. I, I feel like this team, like if they if they start losing, then you trade Besser, you trade Garland. Um, who knows? Unite what the Hughes brothers. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, you, you have one of the best defensemen in the All of them. as well. You know, what I mean, like this team is so weird. You you have arguably the best goalie, and if not the best, one of the best defensemen in the division, and yet they're still horrendous on defense overall. And who knows what the hell you're going to get out of them? Yeah, um, I, I really wanted to see one more big move, and I think I would have been sold on this team, but it didn't happen, and now I questioning everything yeah i mean is, is bovillier gonna do what he did when he came over i mean he was pretty hot for like that nice little stretch there mm-hmm. uh can mckay stay healthy he he had he looked good at, at times as well I, I like his speed but i'm not in love with their bottom six yeah i, I no. agree 
I, I mean, Pod Colson, can he take a step forward? Yeah. Hey, he was a top pick. I, I don't know. I, there's, there's a lot of question marks around this team. And, and like you yeah. said, I, I think they could be sellers. And I, I think that's the, the scariest thing if you're going to back them for an over. Um, I just I just feel like there's there's some issues here still that aren't going to work their way out. I, I think if if I'm a fan of this team, I want this team to start selling and, and starting this rebuild. And I, I don't know what that means. And it's probably going to hurt to have to see guys go that you've loved as a as a Canucks fan. But that might be the, the reality for this team. Yeah, it feels like Buffalo where it felt like you had some major pieces to pull out of the initial rebuild and then didn't really work out and you like, got to just recoup more picks and just pick, keep the guys that are fine with staying and kind of doing that second wave. So yeah, maybe Pedersen's the, the one you move and then you keep, you build this team around Quinn and, and uh, all the new picks you get. It's like know. five years ago for Buffalo of, Oh, we now are finally done with our rebuild and then yep. blows up and then they have another five years of a rebuild. Yeah. I mean, and the centerpiece is Darlene. Yeah. And it, it just never ends. Um, let's all pick. Let's not to listen to this part of the episode. I know. I <laughs> yeah. Know. I'm sorry, buddy. But but I mean, it could it could it could be good. Or, yeah, or I, great. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. See. All right. Now he's back in. Um, eighty-three so wait, points so last the, year. Eighty-three points. What's the point total for this year? Eighty-eight and a half. Huh. Man. I'm going under. To make the playoffs, yes, plus 145, no, minus 180. Okay, LA, Edmonton, Vegas, and then maybe Calgary, Calgary. or Seattle. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Calgary, Seattle. There's too, many, there's too many good teams over the top. It just, it makes Anaheim it got better. Like the bottom teams got better. Yeah, this whole division may eat themselves a little bit. I think yeah, that's why all the like, point totals are so low. I, yeah. I think that that like no one's factor in that maybe Anaheim is better and they steal some of these games. Calgary's going to win more of these games in OT. Is, Edmonton didn't change points from last year. Yeah, yeah. I'll LA take maybe got a, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I think this team's an under, and I, I think they're they're challenging San Jose for that bomb spot. Yeah, I completely agree. So far, my favorite, my favorite of these point total picks, I think, is the over on Anaheim is my favorite so far. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mine's Calgary. Yeah, Calgary's sure. my second favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Last but not least, certainly, Vegas Golden Knights. Stanley Cup winners. Your Pacific Division winner last year, too. I think everybody forgets that. Yes. Yes. That's very true. Um, really easy to think it was Edmonton or LA, but it wasn't. Yeah. Also, just a, I I hate their owner of that quote of we're going to win a Stanley Cup within six years as a franchise, and they won it in their fifth. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm just like, I just want one, and it took them five years to fucking win a Stanley Cup. It pisses me off. But I know. Um, they'll never know the struggles. No. No. They'll never know the I, snow either. It, even though, even though my team has won historically, it's been before I was born, so there's no happiness here either. Eagles? No, I meant for Flyers. Hockey. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nah, there's just no happiness in Arizona. Sorry. <laughs> um, did lose a few guys. I mean, their biggest loss mainly was just Riley Smith. Um, 
made a minor addition, but teams pretty much stayed the same. I think their GM came out and said, we're just going to run it back. Who's here is kind of who's here. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, too, so they had, what, 111 points last year. Their team total is at 103.5. Wow. Yeah, slam that over. I like it. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's the theme of the day. Canadian Hill keep it up, but they also have Logan Thompson, who was great before he got hurt. Yeah, I agree. Also, Eichel, Eichel didn't have a full season. Uh, he was in and out of the lineup a little bit there. I mean, can Stone stay is, healthy? Yeah, I would say. I mean, if both of them have can stay in the lineup a little bit longer, this you may, arguably may have a better team than you did last year. I think some of those role players really learned to step up. Paul Cotter, uh, I know his mom is a fan of the podcast. Uh, shout out to Paul Cotter's mom. Um, I, I just I like the way this team's built. I think they've found a lot of success. I th- think they know how to find success in the Pacific too. Is there a better goalie duo in the Pacific? No duo. No this. Yeah, this duo is great. And yeah, that blue that blue line in front of them is so bad. Like, how do you what what team has ever won a cup and has returned their blue line like the, a blue line? They've like returned this. pretty much everyone besides Riley Smith. I know, man. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, they, and they added Barbashev. Yeah, they lost Phil. I mean, he, lo- he losing back. Lo- losing losing Smith hurts, but I mean, I I don't know. I I like these young guys. These young guys it's towards a the end of the season. Damn good team. It's we're, a damn we're good team. The, like you said, Cotter chipped in a bunch. Dorofiev was pretty damn good as well. I mean, he's only twenty two. Cotter's twenty three. I mean, th- these guys couldn't even make the the roster, the playoff roster. They didn't, they didn't play a damn game. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they were guys that got like solidified this this first spot in the division towards the end of the season when guys were missing, guys were injured. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to you know hate this team. And I agree. You the know, only wild cards, like, do they have a Stanley Cup hangover? But you look at their team and they're like, there's really no true weakness for this team. And you said the point totals 103? 103, and they had 111 last year. I mean, even if they have a hangover, I feel like getting 105 isn't hard. <laughs> I mean, that, that feels like it's baking in the hangover. Yeah. I, I, I still think Mark Stone is maybe the most underrated player in the entire league. And yeah. He, he's, he's always a big question mark with injuries, right? But Yeah. But I, I, I guess that would be the only issue with this team is injuries, right? Stone's pretty much always injured at some point. Eichel has had his history. Eichel. Um, so. What would you take Stone to win the Selkie? Then, then I saw some weird rumors that they are they would. Stone to win the Selkie. Hmm. I just don't like that. It's does he stay healthy? Yeah, I just don't like betting on injured yeah. players like that. Yeah. There now, I did see some crazy rumors that they may be shopping Marsha Schultz. Seems super outlandish to me, but if there's one team that will take, trade their playoff MVP winner the following season, it's Vegas. Yeah, they have no problem shopping guys. Nope. Well, so their projected cap space right now is negative four million. I believe that's because it's factoring in Leonard who's still uh, there. Right, yeah. But I, what, 
I mean, what's the deal with him though? Like, are they? Is he just gonna sit on long term IR forever? I mean, what if what if he decides he wants to come back? Th- this team's right on the cusp of like having issues, and and like you said, March or so being traded could. He's five million. He's a free agent after this year. They they might Jersey, be forced Jer- to do to do something there. Jersey could use another top six four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, don't know. No, I mean, I, this, I mean this, it's it's a good team to sum it. I mean, how they how their season point total isn't 106, 105. Now, Maybe I don't it's think the rest I would of the take them included, to, but I think it's too risky to take them to win the division now. Yeah, they're not the favorite. Edmonton is. It's hmm. interesting. I I I I like LA in that spot too. If they, if they make a midseason goalie move too. Stanley cup hangovers are a real thing. Uh, I can only imagine it's probably 10 times that if, if you're a team that is based in Las Vegas, I did just got back from Vegas and my Lord, uh, that took a week to recover. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if they keep this team and if they do end up training Marshall, you know, it's going to be a cheap young guy who has oozes potential. So, yeah, I mean, so Edmonton's the favorite to win the division. They're at one hundred four and a half plus one thirty to win the division. Vegas one hundred three and a half in terms of points plus two forty to win the division. Seems like if you're going to take their point total. It almost just be better than just if they're only predicted one take point behind Edmonton, just take the yeah. division at yeah. 40. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. to see their <laughs> cup odds as the sixth worst, to be honest with you. To see Edmonton and Toronto ahead of them and Carolina and Jersey. I mean, yeah, 13 we'll, to 1. We'll get, yeah, 13 to 1. I mean, I, I don't want to bet the the division, like you said, because I feel like one of these other teams could sneak and they're, they're making the playoffs. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. Minus this, 600. This team literally is built for the playoffs still. It's the same freaking team. I don't mind that 13 to 1, to be honest with you. And unless you want to wait, if you do think there is a hangover and maybe they lose and start the season a little bit. Me, then maybe you could get a better number there. But I mean, honestly, like I, they shouldn't be this low b- based on what the returning team is. I yeah, guess. I mean, they're clearly proven they're better than Edmonton, and they have worse odds than them. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um. All right. So I guess your what's your best bet in terms of point total, Betsky? You like Anaheim? I like the over on Anaheim and the over on Calgary. And then any Vegas, are you jumping on that as well or no? Nah, those are my two favorites. Okay. Franco? I'd, 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 lead, I'd lead in the over on, on Vegas. Yeah, the Vegas. If, if I have to pick three, yeah, Vegas would be the Yeah. Worst. Yeah. All overs. Um, I don't know. I think I kind of want to do that Vancouver under. No, I'm yeah, that. uh, it's definitely included in mine. As far as the best one, I, I mean, I like I like Calgary too. Because I, I guess what I are think, your three? Yeah, best you given three. We'll we'll give three out. 
I'll go. I'll go Calgary over. I'll go um, Vancouver under, and I'll go with Anaheim over. I guess. I'll do. I'll do. uh, Yeah, Vancouver under, Calgary over, and then I'll switch it up. I'll take my Sharks over as well. So those would be my three as well. Um, All right. Any closing thoughts on the Pacific Division here? Interesting division. I didn't think this would be I didn't think this episode would be that kind of deep, I guess, in terms of how much there's question marks regarding pretty much every team here, it seems, besides Vegas, but there's a ton. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna send more playoff teams than Central and potentially will take up both wild cards. Ooh. I would happen to agree there, yeah. Yeah, I, I think this division is really deep. And I, I think the main thing to consider here, like if if you were trying to decide where you want to go as far as betting wise, like it, it, I think it really depends on what you value the most, right? Do you value value a solid blue line? Do you value scoring or do you value goaltending? Because all these teams besides Vegas have a really weak link in one of those, one of those things, right? Mm-hmm. So what matters more to you is really what it comes down to. And I, I think that, you know, if, if you're considering any of these bets, I think, I think that's the main thing to consider really yeah. what, what, what matters the most. Yeah, I agree. I think the theme of that day was goaltending, just question mark and pretty much seven out of these eight teams it seemed like, um, but all right, you guys want to shout out your socials? Yeah. Franco, the banker on uh, Twitter. Uh, Kretzky Betsky is on Twitter and part of the Parley science discord. Yeah, you guys have been posting some NHL or NFL picks too coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, I got the freaking weekend parlay, baby. Well, let's go. I'll be telling that. Yeah, I'm not a big NHL or uh, NFL guy, so looking forward to that. Golf starts next week again, so nice short off season, but yeah. All right, well, we appreciate everyone for listening and tuning in. Uh, welcome back, and uh, it should be a fun season. This has been another episode of Expected Bets for. See you guys later. See you guys. See ya. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.